nurturing culture in the workplace is not just good vibes and free lunches. It's about creating a safe environment for everyone to thrive. Welcome to the Marketing Mentors podcast brought to you by Red Pandas Digital. My name's Tasha and I'm here with Sophie today as Linda is a little bit under the weather. So thank you, Sophie, so much for joining us. It's awesome to have you in here, even though it was a little bit last minute. <laughs> no worries. Um, so I'm really, really excited about today's topic. It's company culture and nurturing company culture within a business, why it's so important, um, you know, how we do it at Red Pandas and just opening up the conversation about culture. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you're a really great person to be talking about that as our head of culture here at Red Pandas, as well as many other roles you play. Um, but obviously, the one thing that I kind of wanted to kick us off with talking about company culture was um, this idea of psych safety or psychological safety, which is something uh, really close to us here at Red Pandas. It's actually one of our core values. Um, maybe you can kick us off with letting us know a little bit more about what psychological safety actually is. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned that psych safety is one of our core values. So just going back a bit, you know, um, company culture is very, very important for us. Uh, we've grown as a result of having good company culture. And that's just the idea of having a set of values, um, principles, practices in place that influence our leadership style, not just our leadership style, but from top to bottom and on a linear perspective, um, it influences the team and their actions and how they approach their work and how they approach um, relating to us um, on a personal level. Yeah, exactly. So uh, psych safety, psychological safety is a big thing for Moby and I um, running Red Pandas because it's the idea that... Um, it's the idea that you feel safe to express yourself, especially to management yep. and leaders, yep. without the fear of being punished or humiliated. Exactly. And that fear for of your concerns. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like that fear of being punished or ridiculed for something that you want to say to your your leaders or your team members is um, is so prevalent in a lot of places and people don't realise that they don't have psychological no. safety in their workplace. I think you don't realise you have it until you have it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like you don't realise you're psychologically safe until you feel like I, I want to bring this up with my manager um, and that that might be I'm, I wasn't happy with the way you spoke to me last week. I wasn't happy with the way we dealt with this issue at work. I, yep. Or it's the idea as well, like it's not just negative issues. It's it's um, allowing, you know, that, that intrapreneurial spirit within people yep. to come and be like, I know you guys are doing it this way, but I feel like we could do it better. Yeah. So we benefit as a whole when we're honest and transparent with each other. Yeah, yeah. I, I love psychological safety. I'll use it uh, at work a lot, personal life as well. I think it's so much more, like you said, so much more of just saying, I'm going to say this now, no offence. It's a, yes. no, I'm going to, I want to say something constructive. Uh, I want to say something that's on my mind before, like now as a seedling of a thought or an idea yes. or a feeling before it turns into something you know, and huge. actually, yeah, I agree. And I, I don't like the, I don't know why, but when someone says no offence, you know that. It's about to be offensive. <laughs> it's about to be offensive. And yep. so I, it's got that negative connotation, that line in particular. And so if you notice, we don't say things like no exactly. offence. We say, you know, um, I'd really like to express myself. I know this is a safe environment, a yep. safe space 
for me to talk. Yeah. Do you have time? You know, yeah, to and talk keeping to it you? professional, you know, not attacking people personally. I no. think that's where um, creating this psychological safety within a company nurtures yes. that culture. And that that's really important to me. You know, um, I've been in environments where I think we've all been in environments where uh, you didn't feel respected or you knew that something was being spoken about you behind your back in a bad way. And here, I'm not saying that we all get along all the time, but when issues do arise, we eliminate the politics of it all, you know. Yeah. And so we're able to come in a constructive way and not in a, an, a snarky way. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I think that that kind of segues us really nicely into the next um, topic that I want to talk about on company culture. Um, you know, the the reason that I think we do it so well here at Red Pandas, and this is, uh, you know, yes, this is a plug. Red Pandas has got great company <laughs> culture, and I can say that because I work here and I love this place. But um, you and Moby and our leaders have empathy. So just for our listeners to be careful between sympathy and empathy, often people get it confused or, you know, misunderstand the two. Sympathy is when I can feel for you and, you know, I can say, yeah, I, I feel for you what you're going through. But what you guys display, what we display, I think, is a really strong sense of empathy. So when someone comes to us in that psychological safe environment and they say, I have this problem or I feel this way, not only can we say I feel for you, but we can say, you know, I, I I can see what you're going through. I'm putting myself in your position and yes. I can empathise with what you're going through. What- yeah, definitely. I mean, empathy, like you said, it's different from sympathy because empathy is actively imagining yourself in that person's shoes mm. and then trying to feel what how they would be feeling. And then also if you're not approaching a person, a human, from an from a point of empathy, um, you're really not allowing for creative solution. You know, to creative solutions to flow and problem solving to occur. Yeah, I love that. You know, I love that. I wrote it down. I remember we spoke about yeah, it before, and I said, um, "You can't be creative in your problem solving if you're not empathetic," Look, which is so true. I'm a mom of two kids, and. I, I break it down. I think of it. I think of my kids. You know, they're ten and eight. If they're having a breakdown, they're they're struggling. They're all their problems are big problems to them. They're little problems to us yeah. because it's like, what can an eight year old, you know, be so upset about? You know, but they're all big problems. So I have to bring myself down to their level and understand that this is a big problem for them. Mm-hmm. From that point on, they're more open to moving forward or finding a solution or working with me, not against me. If that works with kids, imagine imagine with adults, you know, yeah. who are fully formed, um, who can make rational decisions, you know. So, yeah, definitely um, uh, empathy is a trait that you need to activate. Yeah. It's, sometimes it's hard. But you need to activate it. It's like a verb, you know, it's a doing. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, let's tie it together. In a psych- psychological safe environment mm. when you can go to your leader or your team member and have those open, candid conversations and empathy can be practised, yep. that creativity can come into play, the problem-solving comes into play, your 
you know, you achieve better results. Yes. Uh, you're more comfortable to achieve those results. I mean, I like to approach my leadership style is very different to Moby's. We complement each other, obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, you guys would know, like, the, the problems you come to Moby for are very different to the problems you come to me for. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so I think you guys know, um, I think you need to know who you can feel comfortable with, yeah. you know, and um, to open up to with different sorts of issues. But my approach to leading the team and nurturing culture here at Red Pandas really is a holistic approach. It's hard to separate your personal life from your professional life. Yeah, I really don't think you can. This is a whole other podcast topic. Yeah. <laughs> but I really, I, I tend to disagree with the whole personal, professional. Yeah. They are intertwined. They are intertwined. And so anyone, much. I mean, you just have to experience it for yourself. If you're having, if you're, if you're stressed at work, your quality of life at home is very low. Yeah. You know, you tend to take it out on your kids, your husband, your partner, whatever the situation might be at home, and vice versa. If you, um, if your quality of life at home is at its weakest, you come to work, you're not going to be productive. Yeah, exactly. And and same with, like you said, with work. If you're feeling feeling under the pump at work, you're not getting the support you need. Yes. The stresses they they seep out. They seep out into the rest of your life. So that's where so, it's kind of like. Work-life balance, well, really it's this how can I make them work together? Exactly. How can I make them work together and how can I make sure I find a a workplace or a team or a mentor or a a leader that helps me achieve that and that could include things like what type of the values are the business that I work for. Yes, I think that's really important, communicating your own personal values to, to the business and to the company that you work with, I think I think a, um, a great deal of respect is is exchanged yeah. as a result when you're clear in, on your communication of your values. And there's an alignment. And there's an alignment between that business exactly, and yourself. Exactly. And so when when a company as well, when we are able to communicate our values strongly to the rest of the team, um, the studies show that that's actually a trait of high performing teams. Because the the values are clear, everyone knows what they need to aspire to and so you're working together, not not against each other. You're working together towards a shared goal. Yeah, 100%. I love that. I love that. I think the the last uh, topic we can, I want to talk about, and this I kind of um, links really nicely to the whole, uh, you know, your work life, business life, work, uh, sorry, work life, personal life are intertwined and are aligned obviously the last two years has been pretty hectic for uh, everyone yeah and I think that idea of personal and work life is like more prevalent now than ever the past two years with the pandemic and in and out of lockdowns I think the pandemic what it did was highlight um, how important good culture good company culture is yeah spot on so if it's all well and good to have, you know, team lunches together, yep. you know, like you get a free lunch every now and then. Um, we do team bonding activities. We have a bit of a laugh, you know. That's all well and good, but that's not, that's only one aspect of good company culture. Mm-hmm. I think um, it it shows, it shows how strong it is when 
it did show for us anyway when we were isolated from each other and the impact of what good company culture had on us when we were away from each other. And we have a fantastic company culture and it was still really hard. And it for was all still of us. hard. It was really hard not to be with you guys in, every day, but at least touching in, seeing each other, yes. you know, um, giving high fives, just being amongst the team. Yes. It was hard not seeing not seeing us all. It was really, really hard. And I, I have to say, like, you know, that's that's how you know we were onto a good thing. Yeah. Because then we were all, I mean, I remember that time you got upset when a few of us plan to come into the office and you mm. couldn't come in you know that FOMO I know the FOMO is real but that's how you know we're on the right track because yeah. um and that's how I knew that company culture was very very important for me to nurture and and to touch have those emotional check-ins with everyone to check on their mental health to check on how are they coping, what's their capacity like, um, how are you communicating. You know, we all have different communication styles. Yep. And so that was really hard as well during the pandemic and during isolation, you know, learning each other's communication styles. And things get lost in translation as well, like over team chat and or not picking up the phone. Like here we can just turn to each other. And ask yeah, you can a see like someone's face in a second. Yeah, and how stressed or not stressed or lonely or not lonely or happy or unhappy they are. Exactly, and that affects the mood of the room. Exactly, it affects your work product, your productivity levels, absolutely everything. When you're at home, and I think anyone that went through you know working from home over the last two years, or even if you weren't working, even if you were just stuck at home, yeah, you can resonate with the fact that it was it got lonely. And it was, everyone yes. was feeling the same way. And I think the what, what you and Moby and the team collectively managed to do was say strong and united. And when we could see each other, yeah. we did. And I think the beauty that's come out of the last few years is we have this incredible culture now where um, we have this hybrid nature of working. Yes. So we don't say, uh, yep, we're fully remote or we're fully back in the office. No. We no. have this uh, literally every every day or every evening um, in our team group uh, Slack channel, uh, we basically communicate with each other and say, oh, who's in tomorrow? I'm in. Yes. Lunch, do you want to do this? Or some people are like, no, I'm I'm at home. I've got deep work, whatever it might be. And that's fine as well. Exactly. What Like yeah. whatever we choose to do, we do try to have a bit of a, you know, a rule with each other that we try to come in once a week at least, not yep. all at the same time, but a group of us once a week to see each other, to keep up that morale that we were talking about before. I've been seeing a lot on LinkedIn lately, you know, different posts about certain workplaces forcing, you know, their employees to come back to work and the backlash on that. And I think that it's quite dangerous to have an either or position, you know, of Mm. working remotely. Like I, I see some companies have decided to allow all employees to work remotely, which is great. Like sometimes in a lot of industries that might work, but I don't think that's something that should be celebrated across the board. Um, I feel like that um, the hybrid work culture really is the future um, of good company culture. Yeah. Only because you get to have... True work-life balance. Yep. I feel when you get 
when you have days to work from home and days to work on site at the office to have those emotional check-ins to have to be able to 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 be able to interact with your colleagues yep. you know and I, break up the scenery break up the scenery you know and also the idea that your home should be a source of rest and, and peace, peace and calm and you know and if yep. you're working from home 24/7 it's hard to, to differentiate. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And I experienced I that. Yeah. yeah. I to to go from working from home, both Moby and I, sharing an office, to also I not only did I have to work from home, but I had to homeschool. Homeschool, yeah. yeah. And I wouldn't call it homeschooling, that's the wrong term. We were mm. we were home learning. That's yep. what we were doing. With two kids full time was tough. Yeah. There were times I did not want to be at home. Like yeah. home was not a place I wanted to be. So, yeah, definitely the hybrid working environment model is what works best for us. And yeah. I think and like, we definitely find that nice balance between work and home. And that contributes to the company's culture and it makes it more desirable for us to, um, you know, want to, want to work here, number one, knowing that we're going to have that, flexibility between where and when and how we work but also it's just the it kind of ties back to that psych safety like we've created a safe place for people to say oh I want to work from home tomorrow or you know what I'm I want to finish up at you know four o'clock on on Friday afternoon so I can scoot off to dinner with my partner you know and it's so I work from home so I don't have to worry about the commute like that psychological safety is encouraged here yeah and we are living it day in and day out. And and it will go back to the root of it all is having empathy. And yeah. the fact that we all went through lockdown together, like we can empathise with each other. Exactly. We know all those mental health struggles that each and every one of us went through. That's it. So, yeah. Um, and I, I also did, did some research. Like I was like, why is empathy so important for me? Like there must be some you know, evidence to back that up. And, yeah, funnily enough, there was. And the data shows that, you know, leaders who lead from a place of empathy, um, you know, I think it was something like 67% um, of employee, employees experienced uh, increased engagement at work. Yeah, there you go. So you get increased engagement. Uh, it's as a business owner, you know, it might be selfish reasons, but it benefits everyone as a whole. You have a higher retention rate, so people are less likely to leave your company. Yep. Uh, people are people feel like they belong and they're included, and and innovation goes up. Yeah, hundred percent because you're engaged. Yep. Yeah, and so, you're allowing for that that safe place for you know the creativity and the and to take creative risks exactly, as well exactly make mistakes to make mistakes man we could we could probably talk about this uh, for hours <laughs> I think so um, just based on pure experience literally literally <laughs> that's it but that's been yeah it's been really really exciting i love talking about company culture culture with you soph i think you do a fantastic job at keeping the company culture here um, top of mind and I know it's everyone I think everyone at Red Pandas does a great job at empowering and living by the things that you know we we want to strive to be good at so like safety yes empathy autonomy well, so that leads to our community our little Red Pandas community exactly. right we like to say that we're, we're building a community here not not family you yep. know family's family like we all have family and we know all the negatives and positives that mm, come with family, yes. but community, like yep. a, a place where everyone feels valued yep. 
and a place where they're providing value as well. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Well, so that's it for time. I'm so grateful that you jumped on um, and no, we had this chat you. today. No, of course. <laughs> Um, if you've got any feedback or any ideas, listeners, as to what we can talk about in the Marketing Mentor podcast, hit us up at redpandasdigital.com.au. Looking forward to our next session. Thanks. Thank you.